The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Episode 289, Is It Okay to Have a Car Payment? Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are talking about car payments and auto loans. Uh, <laughs> oh my. Oh my. So this is a dicey subject. Yes. And it is an example of one of the ways the financial atmosphere has changed mm. and changed again. Yes. Like it this has been something that in the past 5 years has totally shifted. Yeah in the reality of of buying a car. It makes me feel uncomfortable, although I'm glad we're having this conversation because I have had to shift my opinion and approach and permissions and where I place those permissions. Mm -hmm. And I think there certainly are still people in the personal finance space who are going to tight fist cling on to things that worked in 2012, but the landscape has changed. And Mm -hmm. so we can't really do an episode anymore on how to buy a used car on Craigslist. Like that's just not a thing. And so it's how do we, if we need to approach car payments? Is it possible to avoid auto loans? What mm-hmm. what can we do? And what is there space for? So I hope that at least this article would do for me what I needed when we were purchasing a car. And that is like, recognize and acknowledge the landscape we're now in kind of since the beginning of the pandemic and how that has shifted mm-hmm. car buying and purchasing and how we can be uh, wise, discerning, people still implement our frugal nature and problem solving and creativity, but also not railing against the reality and being able to give way for, okay, now how do I make decisions in light of what's happening? Yep. But first, if you're trying to save up for a car, try our three-day spending makeover. If you are tired of busting your budget every month and not putting money into your car sinking fund, then our three-day spending makeover is for you 
Because by the end of this three-day challenge, you will find what you value spending on, learn strategies for saying no to the things you don't, and create a plan for guilt-free spending that will not leave you broke and hopefully will leave you with a car. So if that sounds like what you need right now, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash makeover to start the challenge today. We've heard such great feedback from people who have engaged in that. So we're so excited to offer this to you. And it's free. Yes. All right. So cars, this is going to be something that you listen to once every five years, if that, hopefully. So we're just going to, we're going to tell you about our past episodes on it. They're all required listening. (laughs) So uh, this one's about car loans, auto loans. We've got episode 233 which is how to save money on your next purchase with the car chick. If you are looking at the new landscape for negotiating and saving money on a car purchase, whether you're buying third party or direct, this episode 233 is required listening. And then also episode 10, way back, way back. Years ago. How to save money on car expenses. Because... If you know us, we are way more about saving money on the big things than we are about scrimping and stressing about the small things. So we know that getting control of your impulse spending um, and bandwagon spending, that's a big thing. Uh, Our other big things are housing and transportation and food. And that's why we do a lot of episodes on Impulse spending, housing, transportation, and food. Not so much transportation and housing because you don't make those decisions every day. Mm -hmm. You'll make them once every five years or so. So this is one of those every five year like required listening episodes. So 233, 10, 289. Yes. So this first article comes from Bankrate and is titled, What to Know About Auto Loan Debt. And I just even appreciate the title because it is not making a good or bad statement Mm -hmm. about auto loan debt, which is a great place to start to just remove the shame from it. What is a good decision for one person may not be a great decision for another. And so we just want all the information to make the best decisions for ourselves. What this article goes through, and we will go through it with you all, is when an auto loan is not a great idea and when an auto loan might be a good idea. So kind of looking at it from both sides. So first off, when an auto loan is a bad idea is if you can't afford the car. Yes. And this isn't just like, we don't imagine that most of our listeners are going out there and looking at the Teslas and the BMWs and the Cadillacs. We know that's probably not you if if you're listening to this show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean even if you're looking at the Toyotas, the Hondas, it doesn't mean that you can afford every single one. And this is specifically for new cars. There's been a lot of like recently. So one of the changes was is for a time used cars were about the same price as new cars. And so everyone was like, just buy new, just buy new, just buy new. 
it's not that case anymore. Mm-hmm. And people are still saying that because mm-hmm. Jill and I both have bought cars from dealers. I just bought one last month. Mm-hmm. Jill, yours was just a like ago. a year ago. Mm-hmm. So we have heard all of these things and you're still going to be paying that. It's back to where you're going to be paying that that instant depreciation when you drive it off the lot and it loses two grand. Yeah. Yeah. I think there can be people who get caught up in only looking at the monthly payment versus the overall sticker price of a car. And I think that can push us outside of our budget if we're only looking at the monthly payment mm-hmm. versus the overall cost. And reality is, is if the if it has a high sticker price, you're going to be paying even more than that if you're taking out a loan for it and what you're going to pay in interest, potentially how long you end up paying paying off that loan. So first look at the overall cost. And if it causes just like a deep sinking pit in your stomach, I mean, really all cars probably will do that. But if you absolutely know this is not going to be a car that is within my lifestyle way of affording things, then don't go with that one. Don't allow the the monthly payment to push you into a car that you wouldn't otherwise choose. But then from there, yes, make sure that the monthly payment is something that you can afford. And so Experian uh, says that the average monthly payment, which is Experian is the credit bureau uh, that a lot of car dealerships will use. So they know... <laughs> They know what everybody's car payment is. And for new cars, it's around 700 And for used cars, it's about 525 And I actually asked when we bought our car, what is the average mm. that people finance? And he said it was about 700 Wow. Um, so That's this- a lot. Like, that mm-hmm. is inching close to rent. I mean, obviously, rent is way more than mm-hmm. that. But like... That this then potentially could be your second biggest expense Mm -hmm. in what might have used to be the third or fourth biggest expense for people. Yeah. And and that's where we are. That's, it's definitely the climate that we are in right now. So we don't want to say it can be like it was in 2018, but you don't have to relegate yourself to that $700 payment just because that's what's average. You also don't want to just take out a clunker. I see a lot of people kind of saying the opposite to just buy a quote unquote clunker, which don't really exist anymore since the cash for clunkers program started, what, like decades ago. So and then, you know, so you don't go into debt, but that's also not a wise decision for most people. Well, you also want to consider the other costs of owning the vehicle. Mm -hmm. How much are you going to be paying in gas monthly, insurance, registration renewals? If you live in a state that requires emissions and and inspection, that's on top of your monthly auto loan payment. Mm-hmm. So that is huge to be keeping in mind when you're making decisions and signing papers. Yeah. So you need to be looking at the total cost of the car, not just the monthly. Mm-hmm. The next is it's not a good idea if the interest rate is too high. The interest rates for auto loans, they used to be so reasonable, so reasonable. And now they're they're quite high. So we we would typically say that any 
loan under 5%, you don't have to like set your pants on fire paying off because you can get more in the stock market. That's general wisdom. And it is hard to get that now. Even with excellent, even with an excellent credit score of 800, you cannot get less than a 5% interest rate on a loan. I know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Ooh. I know this. So so it has shifted mm-hmm. a bit. So the interest rates are are much higher than they used to be. But so this be, has become a, a kind of loan where you do want to focus on paying it off fairly quickly. It is it will be probably a priority even over some student loans. If you're paying off debt and you have to get a car loan, you may have to pause other loan payoffs to focus on this one. But it doesn't again, it doesn't mean you have to put everything on hold and stash cash to pay cash for a car. Mm-hmm. Um it doesn't mean that either. Yeah. That just means that it will shift some things Mm -hmm. for you. Um, But one of the ways you can lower that interest rate is to lower the um, number of months. So like the three shortest terms tend to be about the same interest rate. So you don't have to take the shortest, but taking a shorter term um, and putting more down. So mm-hmm. so pausing other savings goals to stack up some cash to put as much down as possible. Yeah. The final reason that they state for why an auto loan might be a bad idea or when, when it's not the best option is if you're going to be stuck with a long-term loan. So like Jen's saying, often car loan terms are between 36 to 84 months. That 84 months obviously being way longer, Mm -hmm. which some might opt for because it makes the monthly payments more affordable. But the catch is you're paying far more in interest because you're extending, extending the life of that loan. So That's another thing to keep in mind as much as you can minimize the length of the loan, getting the best interest rate possible. These are the things that are going to help make an auto loan be a better, more wise decision and just things to be wary of when in the car buying situation, (laughs) circumstance. Really, if you can't afford the payment at 48 months or less, then you need to be looking at a less expensive car. So 48 months is four years. Uh, we all want to say, oh, I'm going to keep this car for I'm going to drive it into the ground. You don't know that. Mm-hmm. You really can't plan to do it. Plan to keep it for five years. If you keep it longer, then that is a financial gain. That is a financial success. But if you keep it for less because of an accident or because your family grows or you move somewhere, I don't know then it is not not that much of a financial loss. Mm -hmm. Um, So really, you need to be able to afford everything at 36 or 48 months. So when to get an auto loan. So if you want to build more credit, one of the parts, um, there are several parts of a credit score, and one of them is credit diversity. And an auto loan, if you just have like a credit card and student loan, 
your you know Experian won't say you're very diverse, but if you add a mortgage and an auto loan, then it says you've got a diverse credit history. It's not a big part of your credit score. So I don't 100% agree. It says it accounts for 35% of your credit score. Or no, sorry, no, it's saying on-time payments account for 35%. I was like, that's way more. On-time payments are what's going to improve your credit score, no matter what they are. So I would say do not take out an auto loan for the credit portion of it. Take it out because you want to have that money allocated for something else. And it is more financially beneficial for you to take out more of a loan than it is to use your cash for that. Now, if you're using your, if you take out a loan, so you have more cash every month to buy lattes and shoes, and those aren't your highest priority things, that's not the reason to get out a car loan. But yeah, I wouldn't do it for the credit reasons. The next reason that an auto loan could be a decent idea or a way to make an auto loan more advantageous for us, the purchaser, is when we're putting down a hefty down payment. They reference that it's not going to be a great idea to use up, deplete all of your savings, especially if it's not a true emergency, just to circumvent monthly car payments or interest rates. You're better off just making a hefty down payment, putting a significant amount down on the car to reduce the amount of the auto loan that you need to take out. And then being able to keep some of that cash on hand for the other unexpected emergencies. This is one of the things that I was saying was so difficult for me to kind of overcome in my mind when I realized the car buying situation is different than it had been for the majority of my adult life. I am Mm -hmm. so accustomed to paying cash in someone's backyard for their used vehicle, just kind of of a private sale, person to person. We found it on Facebook Marketplace and we could walk away with a car between six dollars to $12,000. And that was a reasonable amount to pay in cash. Mm-hmm. Those days are over. And this hurts to say. Yeah. <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're okay getting a car that's like 10 plus years old. Like that would be very, yeah, yeah, it's even still the amount of money that you still have to pay Mm -hmm. versus what it's actually worth and how long that car is going to last you. So then it was, okay, but am I willing to pay now $30,000 even for a pre-owned vehicle? And then I started to face the reality that that's not a great idea to do if I have $30,000 of cash, Mm -hmm. assuming we are not independent wealthy. If you've got stacks on stacks, then sure, fine. Do whatever you want with 30K. That probably feels like chump change. But for someone like me who makes a very average salary, household income, if I have $30,000 stacked away, that's not going to be the best use of that just to avoid a monthly car payment. So I really had to reorient myself similar with our renovations. Like there comes a point where it makes sense to cash flow. And then there comes a point where it makes sense to borrow money. This is just like my realization and hot take, especially when it comes to investing and saving for retirement our money can go further 
especially for us medium income earners, we need more time to save for retirement versus shoving all of our money away. There's definitely emotional decisions at play here too. And you're going to need to make your own decisions for what's going to make sense for you. But this was the big thing for us of, okay, it's just not, even if we had it, this would not be a great idea to put all of that money towards a new vehicle. But the workaround for us, just like this article is suggesting, was putting a decent amount of cash down so that the amount of the loan that we had to take out was significantly less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It is it is a different landscape and it is not as bad as what it was a year and a half That's ago. True, yeah. So we have to get out of that to that like kind of despair that, you know, we're just going to have to spend 30, 40 grand on a car. That's just what it's going to cost. No. Because I was just in there last month Mm -hmm. and got a three-year-old minivan, like great stuff for 25. So it is a choice ultimately. Did I have to get the kind of car I want? Could I gotten a sedan for less? Yes. Mm -hmm. But also I wanted the doors that open automatically with a button, you know? So there it is. This is a super personal decision. Yeah. That I think we have to weigh all of our other life circumstances Mm -hmm. up against. Mm -hmm. What is the reason for purchasing a new car? What do the rest of your finances look like? What are your other big goals to do with your money in the next few years? Like all of the answers to those questions are going to shift it for each person. You know, Mm -hmm. for us, we were in an emergency situation. We had one vehicle, that vehicle's brakes went out, like what to do now. So, and for others, it might be, well, yeah, I don't love the landscape and I I could wait another one to two years and stash up even more cash for this to pay down, you know, whatever the auto loan might be. So lots of different directions we could go. I think the biggest thing I want to highlight with this is being aware of these pros and cons that this article is highlighting when it's not a great idea, when it could be a great idea and how we can make the most of that situation. Yeah. The last thing on this list on when to get a loan is when there's a deal on financing. And that's mostly for new cars. So I'm not going to... I never will probably recommend a new car for anybody. And that's just Mm -hmm. personal. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some people that a new car is a high value for them and, and they will pay that. And so if that is you, then finding deals on financing, especially at the end of the year, they have some good deals that that could be useful to you. But I would say the best thing on this list is when you have the cash reserves, but you need them for something else besides putting them all into a car, especially if, I mean, in this kind of, in this, I don't, I hate saying like in this economy, but it's a good, it's a better idea to have your money in your bank and have a car payment than have all your money tied into a car and like no money in savings except for your, you know, two to five grand in an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not a smart move. So I think that's the best reason to get an auto loan. And so, yeah, now we're going to head into our second article. Yes. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? 
It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. So this next one is how to avoid taking on too much car loan debt. And I don't know if you could have inferred it from the first article, but both Jill and I have... (laughs) auto loans. We'll let the cats out of the bag. Bum, bum, bum. We'll womp, open. Womp. We're starting the lightning round early. <laughs> Get vulnerable. We both have them. Yeah. Um. So that does not mean that we love debt, contrary to popular belief. Or that we're telling you to get an auto loan. If you can find a workaround, Mm -hmm. go for it. But we also want to help create permission for this because it's different times, friends. Yes. And this just might be the reality of what needs to happen. If we're not living in a city where we can take public transportation or... Yeah. Or you're in your early 20s and you can afford that 15-year-old sedan Mm -hmm. and that's good for you, then that's great. When when you are at different stages of your life, different things become priorities and you follow those. So what's right for me may not be right for you. Yeah. And but <laughs> just because one person says something is gospel doesn't mean that it is. Yeah. You got to take with a grain of salt where it's coming from. Um, and so we don't we don't want to do that. We really want to just talk about ways to get creative. 
no matter what situation you're in. So this article comes from Finder and they say, yeah, how to avoid car loan debt or most of it really is like how to not take on too much car loan debt. They also talk about how to pay off your loan faster, what some of the benefits of a car loan can be, what to watch out for. So it's definitely chock full of some helpful things. I would recommend checking it out if you are currently in this process. We're just going to go over some of the bigger highlights of it. The, the first thing that stood out to me under the category of how to avoid too much debt is to do your research. So knowing the type of vehicle that you want and then spending a decent amount of time on the internet and in talking with people to compare specs and pricing. Of course, the internet's going to give you the most information as far as what to expect with pricing. Mm -hmm. What is that same year with that type of vehicle with all the different specs, the type of engine that it has, all of those things? And what can I expect for pricing? Like You'd be surprised if you haven't done this recently, how much it can vary from dealer to dealer Mm -hmm. what they are selling that same type of vehicle for. So that's just some basic information that can help you to avoid getting hosed on some of the pricing to have a really good idea for what can I expect to pay? Mm -hmm. What would be a reasonable amount of money for this type of car? Yeah. And I would say pay specific attention to fees. Uh, so I used TrueCar and I was able to inquire about pricing on cars and then get a breakdown of car fees, you know, dealer fees, etc. And there are some dealers, and I'm going to get more into this in the lightning round. Mm. Don't you worry, I have a story. So there are some dealers that will just charge their dealer fee. And it's a thousand bucks and you can't get away from that. That is, that's something. All other fees are negotiable. And if they won't negotiate them with you, you can go to another dealer with more transparent pricing and you should. Yeah. Because there are enough dealers out there today that have caught on and are just charging their transparent price plus their dealer fee and they're being open about it. There are enough of those dealers where you can go buy from them. You don't have to be subject to these dealers that are still charging like 15 different like fees that murk the price of your car. If time is on your side, I would recommend taking a couple of weekends to shop around, to test drive, to research, to compare, and not just making impulsive, massive car decision. Yes, absolutely. So the, the next one on this list is that I will talk about is to compare your financing options. So it behooves you to get pre-approved for an auto loan before you go in. You don't have to have the car. I would say take whatever your budget is and add 10 grand to it and just get pre-approved for that. Not saying that you should expect to pay 10 grand over budget. I'm just saying like get pre-approved for it because credit unions will be offering the best terms for a car. So if you're not a member of a credit union, now is the time to join one. And I would I would call the dealers that have cars that you're interested and ask them what credit union they have like a direct relationship with. So 
when we went in, we were actually lucky enough that the credit union that we use regularly is the credit union that um, these dealers had, the the two dealers that we checked out had a direct relationship with. Mm. So we were able to, I was already a member. We were able to do the financing right in there. I got pre-approved through the credit union, but it was easier just to take out that same credit union loan with the dealer. It's the same loan. It's just, I didn't have to get a check from the credit union and bring it in sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, but they honored the rate that I got and they actually honored the new car rate um, that I was approved for. Yeah. Instead of the used car rate, used car rates are usually higher. Mm. So that was really, really great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So definitely um, do your research about credit unions, become a member at your local one, the one that has the best rates currently on used cars. Mm -hmm. And uh, they will typically, when you go in there, even if it's not the same credit union or the same bank, they will honor the interest rate on that term with any other thing because they want your business and they they want to do the financing in-house. They want to get it done right then and there. So they're going to honor whatever you've been pre-approved for. Yeah. The other way, obviously, to avoid taking on too much debt with a car is considering the less expensive car option or used cars. Just like Jen already said, we will recommend used, certified, pre-owned, whatever you want to call it where you're not immediately experiencing the impact of it depreciating when you buy brand new and drive it off the lot and it loses $10,000 worth of value. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't need that. Uh, but of course, make your own decisions. But if you're wanting to look at how can I reduce this cost as much as possible, the vehicle without all the bells and whistles, the vehicle that's been used, and you can find some great ones where it doesn't mean that you're you're buying a super old car. There's plenty of people out there who lease vehicles for a couple of years, hardly put any miles on it. And suddenly it's a pre-owned car that feels brand new to you. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the other ones on here kind of reiterate what we were talking about. So avoid spending more than you can afford. This one says avoid loan terms that exceed five years. I go with four because I'm more conservative. Usually the three and four year terms are going to have the same interest rate. Mm-hmm. So so double check it though. If you can get a lower interest rate with a 36, you want to go with that one, even though it's a higher monthly payment. But if they're the same, you need to at least be able to afford the four year one. Yeah, And sometimes even when when, when we were in there, three, four, and five were the same. It was when you went above five that the interest rate increased. And if you do happen to need to take on a loan that does have a little bit higher of an interest rate, then paying off the loan faster is Mm -hmm. still an option for you. Even if you signed paperwork for a four to seven year loan, that doesn't mean that you can't pay it off sooner as you come across 
the room in your budget to be able to do that. Of course, making that sizable down payment is going to really help looking at when you can make lump sum extra payments to it, even tacking on a little bit each month or breaking your monthly payment down into two times a month can also help to pay down the principal of the loan. Even looking at refinancing uh, once you're in a different place can be a really great idea to see, okay, if interest rates are shifting, then it could be worth your while to refinance for a lower interest rate. Yeah. Credit unions can also um, refinance auto loans to get that rate down. So maybe you're making payments for a year and your, your credit increases, maybe fingers crossed, maybe rates decrease. I don't know. So if the stars align and you're able to refinance, um, then definitely try to do that. But I think you are going to get the most bang for your savings buck by going with a car that you can afford the three or four year payment. So just basically getting a less expensive car. Is that going to take more time to find? Yes. Are they out there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, It does not have to be and be flexible. Like don't, you don't have to get like a junker to be flexible. Um, That is something that I learned. Because really for me, when we were shopping, it for me, it was like top of the line. And for Travis, it was bottom of the line. Mm -hmm. And we really had to come together. (laughs) Find that radical middle. We really had to find that radical middle. (laughs) And it it ended up in um, an affordable vehicle that had um, 95% of what I wanted. And I'm very, very happy with that, with the loan. Do you know what has 120% of what I want and I'm happy with all the time, always and forever? Oh my gosh, would finance till the day I die if I needed to, but would never have to? The Bill of the Week! for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, Jen and Jill. This is Amanda calling from New Brunswick on the East Coast of Canada. And I just pressed submit on my final bill for my Capital One MasterCard. I paid off over $7,500 in six months. And today is the beginning of January 2023. And I did it. I'm so excited. Thank you for all of your help. And I have just changed my life. Thank you so much. Bye. Oh, yay. Amanda, congratulations. That $7,500 in six months. That is insane. Mm-hmm. And that credit card debt is is the debt to get out of there. Yes. That's the debt to get out like your pants are on fire. <laughs> That's over a thousand dollars a is month that you threw at this credit card debt. And well done, Amanda. Mm. And I'm glad that you chose to celebrate with us in the bill of the week. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it so, so much. 
Thanks, Amanda from New Brunswick. If you all listening happen to be another Canadian listener, or you know, you're just from the United States, or any other country, ooh, we love it. We love it when you call from all over the world or outer space. That'd be fun. <laughs> if you happen to pay off debt or lower a bill or you're happy about a bill that you paid or you know me, your name is Bill. <sighs> Visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Leave us your bill. We're here for it and for you. I don't love creating my spending plan each month and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. And now it's time for the lightning round. You know, we got a four-star review the other day because our intro music is corny. Yay. I know. And that makes me happy. I'm pleased by it. <sighs> I've never had a bigger compliment in my life. No, yeah. I think they probably just meant that to add that extra accident. star. Yeah. But, yeah. I know it was an accident, but, um, <laughs> but thank you to the person we who live wrote that. for the corn. We like corn. Yeah. All right. So we're going to, oh, this one is so juicy. You've been waiting for this. And I talked about this story on an after show on a previous episode, mm, mm-hmm. but you all are ready. Your golden tip for a first time car buyer. Jen, give it to us. We want okay. the juice. Okay. Mm, okay. The corn juice. All right. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> so my tip for a first this, okay. I'm not even, it's not even first time. It's for everyone Everybody. in this climate right now to recognize sunk cost bias. Say more. 
So sunk cost bias or sunk cost fallacy is common in frugality. It's, or even in personal finance, where is because I have sunk time or effort into this, I will not give it up, even if by the law of diminishing returns, it is no longer returning what I am putting into it. It is valuing the time spent or the energy or effort spent more than the actual outcome. Give us an example. So I bought a car recently Ooh. and I really wanted this one van that was at this one dealership, but I didn't want to just go to that dealership. I wanted to test something out. So I found another van that was very comparable at a dealership closer and I just went in to test drive and get the experience before I went into this other one. Uh, so I went in, test drove it, did this all by myself too, and uh, and then left. And that was, I gained the experience, I got their deal, and that's what I thought, you know, okay, cool, this is, this is the experience, now I know. And next day, I go to the dealership with the car I really want. And and mind you, these cars, these vans that I test drove, were the same exact price online. Wow. They were both 25K. Yeah. I think there was maybe a $5 difference wow. between one was like $24,999 and the other one was $24,995. Yes. So $4. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so I went to the dealership with the one that I really wanted. And the difference between these car these vans was the one that I test drove the first day was a few years older, but had like less than half of the miles. Oh, okay. So That's this a one, so this one that I really wanted, it had more miles, um, but it was newer and it had the luxury like package. It had the okay. leather, it had all the features, you but know, more miles, but more miles. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, but leather, leather, leather. Oh. So, but this is the one I really wanted. So I go in, test drive, and then I sit down at the negotiating table and I'm ready for this because I've listened to the episode with the car chick yeah. and I've, I've written the eBooks on negotiation. Yes. I know how yes. you are prepared. Your sleeves are rolled up and they don't know yes. what's coming for they them. They absolutely don't know what's coming for them yeah. because they put all of these fees. So mm -hmm. when I was talking about hidden fees and fee transparency, while the first dealership was like, this is the price and this is our dealer fee. And this is, this is it. That's it. This there it is, is it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, a thousand dollar dealer fee. That's standard. Mm -hmm. This place. Oh, and then I had my trade in that they gave me the value for. Mm -hmm. This place had a reconditioning fee, which was basically me paying for them to get the car ready to sell, mm -hmm. uh, which I thought was ridiculous. And I called it superfluous. <laughs> and they ha they hated me yeah. uh, for that word. They kept using it. I was like... They wanted to give you a four star. The manager was like, I would describe it as ancillary. And I was like, oh, no, it's superfluous. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, I know words. <laughs> and so they had that fee. And then... They had my trade-in value, but on the sale, like, 
the deal sheet, they took off $2,000 from it because the car was over 80,000 miles. So instead of just giving me a fair and transparent value of my car, they were trying to deceive me by giving me one, by making me think I was getting more for my car, but actually I was getting less. Yeah. And then they had another like bonus that canceled out a fee and another, but so they had another fee, but then they gave me a bonus to cancel that out. And so it was just so murky. Yeah. To where by the end of it, I spent an hour and a half Jeez. negotiating with this dealer for this van that I really wanted. And the the whole package came out to $4,000 more than what I was going to pay for the other van that I had seen the day before with absolutely no negotiating. Right. And so I was very close to signing the papers for that van. For very the close. More expensive for the more one. expensive van. Yeah. When Travis and I looked at each other and we were like, what are we doing? I realized that I had let the sunk cost bias, the time that I had spent negotiating, the time that I had spent um, desiring and thinking about this car, I had let that sunk cost bias uh-huh. almost lead me to paying $4,000 more yeah. than an almost identical. Yeah. And you're not alone yeah. in that. No. But that one decision to, I mean, we we had like signed the deal and I was about to give them my social security number. Mm-hmm. I think I had, but we hadn't signed any papers to like buy the car yet. We just, you know, signed off that the deal was final. We got up. We left. Thankfully, you had the excuse. Like, we got to go pick up our kid. I did. We did use that. Mm. I mean, we did have that excuse. We had to go pick up Kai. But that decision, as uncomfortable as it was, and I felt bad for wasting their time, Yeah, uh, which is so silly. Mm -hmm. I felt bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I, it saved me $4,000. Oh, this is such a thing to keep in mind with any purchase, any big purchase, whether a home purchase, an investment purchase, renovation purchase, car purchase, like we can find ourselves kind of paying more or buying something we don't even want because of that sunk cost bias that can come upon us. Yeah. I think it's helpful in listening to your experience, even thinking about having an additional person there. Like Mm -hmm. the fact that you had Travis to also look to and say, wait a second, like just that checkpoint. So you can kind of alert each other to, oh, I think this is happening. I think this is happening. What about this? What about that? Uh, Whether that's a spouse or a friend or a parent, somebody else with you, because we can get some sideswiped by sunk cost bias or just people, yeah, the dealerships or the seller kind of pulling one over on you or talking you into additional packages that you don't need. Like there's just the, the decision fatigue factor too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's worth buying a friend dinner if you don't have a partner who's very mm-hmm. money conscious. Somebody who is a third party who you respect their financial savvy 
bringing them with you and just buying them a really nice steak dinner when it's all done. I, I, that could, I mean, that could almost be even better than bringing a spouse because they're not emotionally invested. Mm-hmm. So like they may not even feel as bad to like question the dealer on, well, what about this cost? What about that cost? Because they're not the ones purchasing the vehicle. So it's no yeah. skin off their back. And, and this can be overlooked when we are jumping straight into financing a car and getting an auto loan because 4000 over four years broken up into 12 payments Mm -hmm. is not a lot. But we want to look at the total cost to own. That's what we said up front. And that's what's going to make the biggest difference when you are focusing on the total cost to own, not the monthly payment. Mm -hmm. And that's going to save you the most. That is and we may not be able to pay the full amount or may not want to pay the full amount, may want to put that money into mm-hmm. other places, mm-hmm. but you can still save a lot on your car and your auto loan by looking at that full price because that's, I calculated 666 lattes that I don't have to feel bad about turning down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so they, I have alleviated over 600 decisions from my life by making the right decision one time. Yeah. The tip that I would give to people purchasing a car first time or otherwise, definitely buy used. We've talked about that already. And definitely do your research, not just, oh, what's the pricing across the board, but your research on the cars in as unbiased way as possible. So rather than searching, just for example, like, is a 2006 Subaru Forester reliable? You're going to get the answer. Like, that's a, like, you're going to get the answer that you want. You know, on the internet, you can get the answer that you oh, want yeah. anywhere. And so, of course, if that's the way you're asking it, people are going to be like, yes, I love my Subaru Forester. <laughs> it's so great. But if you ask, what are the issues with a 2006 Subaru Forester or any vehicle? I'm just using my personal experience as an example. (laughs) She had a really bad experience with a 2006 (laughs) Subaru Forester. (laughs) Yes, I did. Spoiler alert. Uh, Then then you are going to get the answers from the people who and as you see themes of what is the issue that that car had, am I willing to take on the repair costs for whatever those issues might be and also recognize that you need to do your research on the specific type of car that you're looking for. Not just the make and model, but the year as well. Because there could be a make and model of a vehicle that across the board is really decent, but that particular year, 2018, is the year that XYZ went on the car. And it could be why you're finding such a great Mm -hmm. deal on that year of that car is because it's experiencing that issue. So do very specific type of research research. And I think one of the things that I see people who are not super knowledgeable on vehicles do, again, whether first-time car buyers or otherwise, is just like identifying a car that they think that they like and like going with that rather than doing research on what are the best vehicles on the road, what are the most reliable makes and models of vehicles, and asking friends. Mm -hmm. Like chances are each one of us has someone within our circle who is more of a car expert than we are and ask them, hey, what do you think? What do you know about this type of vehicle? So picking, you know, asking 
asking people within your community as well as doing your own research rather than just getting your mindset on one particular car because it really could be that there's a lot of issues that come up with that vehicle or it might not be the best for you for XYZ reasons and just when in doubt, buy a Toyota. Yeah, unless it's a 2019 RAV4. Uh, (laughs) But so, and if you take one thing away from this episode, let it be this, start at carcomplaints.com. Mm. So you don't have to worry about your Googling skills. Start at carcomplaints.com. It compiles user-generated complaints on the site and then also the National Highway um, Transportation Safety, Okay, that the complaints there yeah. as well. Um, and it will tell you, make and model, which of the years have the most complaints, what the complaints are, which of the years have the least complaints. And you want to take the newer years with a grain of salt because they have fewer years to be able to accumulate. But if you're like me and you're looking back and I'm like, I wonder what's, uh, I wonder what my 2016 Hyundai Tucson is compared Ugh. to all the other Hyundai Tucsons and finding that it's one of the five worst cars like that year and that oh, model, man. one of the five worst cars Hyundai has ever produced. And you won't know that unless you purchase the car or you do your research ahead of time. Much better to do your research than to yes. find out the hard way. Carcomplaints.com. They don't pay us to say that, but they have paid me so many times over from the money I've Yay! saved. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Many of you know that we have a membership for our listeners who are paying off debt, and we do monthly money challenges just to keep it fun, because if it's not fun, it's not frugal friends. We have accountability groups where you can get all that community and motivation and staying on track with your finances. We want to congratulate one of our members for a recent big win. This comes from Candace, who shared that she made her first Poshmark sale, saying, I'm so excited. Only a week after listing two reposh items, I sold my first item today. I'm sending earnings $20 to my new emergency savings account and will list some more items today. I have a bunch of nearly new items that I only tried on. Yay, Candace. Yay. Congrats, Candace. You are crushing your savings goals. Oh, this is so fun when we find new ways to kind of not only minimize and simplify, but then also make money off of those things. Poshmark can be a great site for that. Thanks everyone for listening. If you want to check out our membership where we have all kinds of courses that help you get better with your finances, interviews, challenges, so much more, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club. You can check it out, see if it would be a good fit for you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.